Hello, you are listening to More to the Story, a podcast for those who enjoy diving deeper into the Bible. I am your host, James Jones. Hello and welcome. Thank you again for joining us this week for More to the Story with James Jones. Looking forward to being able to spend some time with you today. I am excited about the topic that we are going to be talking about today. Um, And before we dive into the episode for today, I do want to say thank you to everybody who has listened or shared it on social media. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. Liking and subscribing and rating, um, it's a blessing. Thank you. But I want to read a couple verses of Scripture really quickly. In Isaiah chapter 10 and 27, this is what the Bible says. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off of your shoulder and his yoke from off of your neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. And then Zechariah 4 and 6 says, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. I want to talk for for just a few moments. I want to title this episode, Moving God, Moving God. Above everything else in life, I need God's spirit. Um, I need his spirit more than I need a job, more than I need a vehicle, and more than I need food and water. I need His Spirit, and you need His Spirit, and this world needs His Spirit. In 2014, there was an estimated 21.5 million Americans aged 12 or older who were addicted. And in 2016 alone, there were over 64,000 American citizens who lost their life due to a drug overdose. That is 175 people a day dying because of addiction. Approximately uh, 14.8 million American adults are suffering from depression. And statistics say over 3 million are diagnosed clinically depressed every year. There are 123 people committing suicide every day. And in 2017... 47,173 Americans died by suicide. And in that same year, there was an estimated 1.4 million suicide attempts. We need God's Spirit more than anything. And when you condense the numbers to only teenagers, it's even more alarming. Since 1990, the number of teenagers taking their own life has drastically increased every single year. And now, every 100 minutes, a teenager is taking their own life. These numbers are alarming. And so, more than anything, we need to move God. And here's why. In the beginning, the Bible says this, that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. 
in the beginning there was nothing but darkness and an earth that had no form until God's Spirit began to move, and then creation began. So, God never spoke until after His Spirit moved. And before He moved, it was dark, and there was no form, and it was just chaos. But after His Spirit started moving, light began to shine, and the land was divided from the water, and there was order, and there was peace. But none of it happened until God's Spirit moved. And, and so, this planet that we call home is here because of God's Spirit. Let's take it further. The Bible says that in the beginning, God created man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his body the breath of life being God's Spirit, and man became a living soul. And then the Bible gives us this explanation regarding what happens to us when we die in Ecclesiastes. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. The only reason that man is alive today is two components, dust of the earth and spirit from God. And so the only reason that man is alive today is because God breathed into us a spirit. Our entire system of life hinges on God's spirit. Everything that we know is a direct result of God's spirit. In the Old Testament, God said, It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. We need to understand how desperately we need his spirit. And also understand that he is available. His spirit is available to anyone who is willing to seek after him. And I'll say this. I believe with all of my heart that if we can get God's spirit to move in our churches, in our families, sickness will be healed, depression will leave, strongholds will fall, and we will, ex we will experience a move of God. You see, the Bible says that God has given us power. And that's great. I'm thankful for the power that God has given us. Power to tread over all the power of the enemy. Power to lay hands on the sick. They recover power to speak in authority over any spirit. God has given us power, but there is a catch. You see, Acts 1 and 8 says, And you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And so, power only comes after the Spirit and never before. And then Paul writes this in 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And, and so, wherever His Spirit shows up, there is liberty in that place. However, if His Spirit is not in it, there is no liberty. Liberty. So Paul writes in Galatians 3 and 3, he says, Are ye so foolish, having began in the Spirit, are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Paul asks this question. Are you so foolish to think that what was began in the Spirit can be finished in the flesh? What does that mean? It means this. It is foolish to think that better programs will make the difference to those who are hurting. It is foolish to believe that colorful lights and projectors will bring freedom to the captive. 
It's foolish to believe that better music will make a difference in the life of a drug addict. It's foolish to believe that a well-written song and a well-prepared sermon will bring peace to a suicidal mind. Because what has began in the Spirit must be finished by the Spirit, must be fixed by the Spirit, must be healed by the Spirit. And so we do not need better programs. We need more of His Spirit. It is not in lights or projectors, but it's in His Spirit. We need good music, and I believe we have good music. But above a worrying about how good we sound, we need to worry about how anointed we are. We need the Spirit. We live in a crazy world. 2021 is a crazy time to be alive. Uh, thousands of people in our cities are hurting in their spirits and in their souls, and and it's foolish if we think that we have the answers outside of God. We need to understand that what our city needs, what our family needs, and what we need is we need to move God's spirit. We need to worry about it, the anointing and how anointed we are. And here's why. First Samuel 16 and 23, it says, it gives us a story about Saul and David. King Saul was being vexed or tormented by this evil spirit. And whenever he becomes tormented by it, they would call for David and David would come. David was a man who loved God and followed after God. And when David would come in, he would play his harp and he would worship. And while he was doing that, the evil spirit that was on Saul would leave. And it wasn't because David was a good musician, but when King Saul was vexed by an evil spirit, David would play with an anointing from another spirit that would drive the evil one away. And so the spirit that David played with and worshipped with was greater than the spirit Saul was tormented by. And I remember that God kind of spoke to me a few years back when I was in a worship service and I was playing the keyboard and I had a good friend of mine that I had been working with trying to help him recover from addiction and he had came into service and he was sitting near the back row and he had recently relapsed uh, for his particular drug of choice which was meth and he, I, I had seen him come in and sit on the back row in the middle of worship service I was playing the keyboard and we were worshiping and as a musician, you always have that thought in the back of your mind. You're always thinking about what you're going to play next, what the next note, the next chord, the next song. You want to make sure you hit the right chord. You want to make sure you play the right scale. You want to make sure you're in sync with the rest of the musicians, and, and all of that is good, and that's a must. But I remember looking up and looking back at this man sitting on the back row that was battling a spirit of addiction, and I felt the Lord speak to me and ask me a question. Can you play with an anointing from a spirit greater than the spirit that he's battling? It's not about can I hit the right chord, can I hit the right note, can I play the right scale, is everything going good with my playing, but am I able to play my instrument with an anointing that's greater than that evil spirit of addiction that was on his life? And ever since then, I've prayed, God, don't let me just play good, but let me play anointed. 
Don't let me just worship good, but let me have anointing. Let your spirit move through what I am doing. So it has nothing to do with how good we are, but how anointed we are. Can we move God? So the question is, singers, can you sing with a spirit greater than the spirit of depression? Musicians, can you play with an anointing and a spirit greater than the spirit of addiction? It's it's not my intentions to impress anybody, but I want more than anything for the anointing of God's spirit to break every chain. I want to see sickness healed and disease cured. I want to see every devil be defeated. But first, we must get his spirit. It's not about me having a good podcast episode. That's not what this is about. It's not about me being the best orator or the best speaker or the best musician. It's not what that, that's, we need to move God. More than anything in life, there are going to be, there are going to be people that come into our churches or, or into our circle of influence that are hurting and that are battling addiction and depression and going through divorce and, and, and having so many different problems. And they don't need to hear a word from me. And they don't need to hear a word from you. They need to hear from God. They need a man or a woman that is able to move God for them. That's what we need. We need his spirit. We need his spirit. Paul said Romans 8 and 28, When we know not what to pray for as we ought, the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So there are moments in our life where our words and abilities are insufficient and we won't have the words to pray and and say, but that's okay because in those moments when we don't know the answers, when we don't have the words, when we don't have the ability, it opens the door for God's spirit to come in and make the difference. That's what Paul said in that verse in Romans 8. When we don't know what to say, when we don't know what to pray, the Spirit intercedes for us. So whenever we get to a place where we understand and realize that what this city needs, what this world needs, what my family needs is not more of me, it's more of God, it's more of Jesus, it's more of His Spirit moving. And it doesn't stop there. Remember, that's why we love the Bible, because there is always more to the story. In the Old Testament, 12 spies were sent to spy out the promised land, and 10 came back with a negative report saying, we can't take the land. They are larger and stronger than us. There's giants, there's armies, there's, there's an enemy that we cannot conquer. Moses, we might as well turn around and go back to Egypt where we came from. We, we're just not going to be able to do this. Ten of them did. But two came back, being Joshua and Caleb, and they said, we can take the land. He said, we can take the land. What was the difference between the two that had faith that they could do it and the ten that said, those giants were not able to make it? The scripture tells us that the difference between the ten spies and Joshua and Caleb was this. They had another spirit with them. That was the difference. Ten of them came back saying, there is no way we're going to be able to do this. 
but two came back saying, we can do this. God has given us this land. We can conquer. We can win. And the only difference was the spirit that they had. Joshua and Caleb had another spirit. You see, when we get the spirit of God, we will see past the doubters. We will see through the confusion and we will say, in spite of what the doctor says, we can take this land. In spite of what anybody else says, we can possess, we can win, we can conquer. We need to move God. If we can get his spirit, we will see freedom instead of addiction. We will see freedom instead of depression. We will see blessings while others see hardships. So Joshua, why do you say that we can take why do you say that we can take the land when the others say there are giants? And, and they even said that we're grasshoppers compared to them. So how are we going to be able to beat them when they're so much larger than us? But, but Joshua seen past the giants and, and seen the milk and the honey and the grapes and the figs and the revival and the new land and the cities that they didn't build and the homes that they didn't build and the vineyards they didn't plant. He's seen past all of that because he had another spirit. And so I wonder if we today can see past the giants, past the giants of fear, past the giants of pandemic, past the giants of anxiety and worry and depression and stress. I wonder if we can see past those giants of 2021, and can we see the miracles and the healings? Can we see the backsliders coming home? Can we see the drug addicts delivered? Can we see our families saved? Can we see our schools saved? How? We need another spirit with us. We need to move God. We need to move God's spirit. Paul said this, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Paul did not get arrogant and say, I'm stronger than any devil. He did not say, I'm bigger and badder than any devil in hell. That's not what Paul said. Paul said that there is someone inside of me that is greater than the enemy. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Paul recognized his strength was from what was in him. His strength was from the spirit of God that was in him, right? Our greatest need today is more of God's spirit. It's moving God. We need God's spirit today. We are saturated with talent. We have the best preachers. We have the best singers and the best musicians. And I praise God for that. But what this world needs is not another good preacher. This world needs someone full of the Spirit and the power of God. We must have the Spirit. We must be willing to move God. You see, the apostles never preached this message until they received His Spirit. They tarried together in a prayer meeting until God poured out His Spirit. And only then did they preach. They prayed until God gave them power, and then they preached. Shame on me if I ever think I can do this without God. Shame on us if we ever think we can do this without God. I, I cannot make it without His Spirit. We need to move God. We need to get Him to move. No matter what it takes, we need God to move in our families, in our lives, in our cities, in our homes. That's the answer. That is the answer to addiction. 
That is the answer to suicide. That is the answer to depression. That is the answer to worry and fear. It's it's moving God. It's getting God to move and work on us. Creation can't happen until God's Spirit moves. Creation cannot happen until God's Spirit moves. God never spoke until He first moved. And if you can get Him to move in your home, He'll speak in your home. If you can get Him to move in your family, He'll speak in your family. If you can get Him to move at your work, He can speak at your work. If you can get Him to move at your school, He can speak in your school. But get God to move. Move God. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. I know it's shorter, but that's okay. I've got some exciting things coming up. I'm going to be doing more interviews. Um, I already have a couple of them lined up and ready to uh, and, and ready to record. And looking forward to those episodes and those special guests that we're going to have on the show. But once again, thank you for joining, liking, and subscribing. Uh, may God bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening. I encourage you to subscribe and leave a rating. Hope to see you again next week.